Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, So we on this episode are reviewing book four of one of the best series of 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Sure, right? Um, Yes, agreed. It is, (laughs) each book just keeps getting better and each, like, each character is just, it's such a different story um, and such different depth. It's, it's been really interesting to, to like, just be in that world and explore it from different angles. So agreed. So on this episode of a quick shot of romance, we are reviewing Cohen by Sawyer Bennett. This is book four in the Pittsburgh Titan series. This is a new release and we will be a spoiler free episode. Also, we have an exclusive clip of chapter one of the audiobook from Lyric Audiobooks. Um, so, Carolina, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Cohen Highsmith was a league star, but he lost more than his team the day the Pittsburgh Titans plane crashed. Can he be saved from this downward spiral of guilt and regret to become the man he once was? I had it all, a successful hockey career, the respect and adoration of the fans, a rotation of beautiful women warming my bed, and a feeling of self-worth and contentment with the direction of my life. But that all changed the day the team went down, or the day the team plane went down, taking my only chance of redemption with it. Now I'm left with the daily reminder of all my failures and my inability to correct them. My new teammates are tired of my attitude and following my suspension, I hole up in a mountain cabin to get away from it all. The isolation is exactly what I need to get out of my own head and I'm beginning to think I could be content in this quiet forever. Tilly Marshall isn't the type of woman who usually catches my attention, yet she manages to do so for all the wrong reasons. I'm here for the peace and the seclusion, but the quirky artist hell-bent on destroying that by cutting down the trees that separate our properties so she can open up a pottery studio. If it's a fight she wants, it's a fight she'll get. I have the money and the time and no issues bringing her down through the court system. While I see flashes of steely determination with her, I found that being a jerk comes naturally these days and she won't be hard to intimidate. Unfortunately, that gorgeous and somewhat odd neighbor who has been causing me grief is creating another type of feeling within me and once that spark is lit Tilly displays a faith in me that for the first time since the crash I desperately want to believe now it's time for me to step up and become the man no a better man than I once was so the release date on this was September 27th of 2022 neighbors uh, tropes are neighbors hockey romance enemies to lovers Damaged Hero, Close Proximity, Sports Romance, Small Town, a great meet cute. And <laughs> Cohen is an absolute alpha hole. <laughs> and I have to say that blurb is good blurb. That synopsis is good synopsis. It really is. She does it a good really, job. It really is. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. This is book four in the Pittsburgh Titan series. This is a series of standalones. Now, for me, who does enjoy a good machete of a series... Please note, this book does read best if you have read the previous three books. 
they give a lot of small insights to Cohen's total character arc. So you have to read these in order. And the catalyst for him being in seclusion, they talk about it briefly, but you don't get the full angst and anger that you would and and the players reactions towards him and the players sentiment towards him without reading like it's written in the book and you get it but you just don't get the depth of it if you haven't read the other three yeah um put out percentage was 30 percent on this book content warning bullying grief and death of parents is mentioned um okay so before we get in to tell you all of our thoughts we are going to blind react to an exclusive clip of Cohen from Lyric audiobooks. This audiobook is narrated by Aaron Shedlock and Lucy Rivers. Um, neither one of us have listened to the audiobook. We both read the ebooks on this. So um, here we go and listen. Since the crash, the atmosphere in the Titans arena has been nothing short of electric. Now that the playoffs are in full swing and the Titans have earned a spot, The energy output from the fans is almost painful to bear, especially since I'm sitting in the upper tier of the arena and watching my team from afar. I have no fucking clue why I'm here. I've made my position clear, but I don't give a fuck about hockey anymore. And yet, here I am, watching my team. Or is it still my team since I'm suspended through no one's fault but my own? In the split second before I attacked that ref, I knew it was the end for me this season. I can't even claim heat of the moment because I knew what I was doing. More importantly, I knew what the consequences would be before I did it. Regardless, no one has recognized me. It's been three weeks since I was suspended for that attack. I've grown my beard, not in solidarity with my teammates who have their playoff scruff blooming, but because I don't give enough of a fuck to shave. Plus, living in Stone's cabin in the deep woods, I've got this whole mountain man thing going on. I'm wearing a hat, pulled low, and my glasses, not because I think they offer a disguise, but because I didn't order my replacement contacts in time. The whole look allows me to sit up here among the throng of fans too amped up on playoff energy and beer to pay me too much attention. But if someone does happen to recognize me, so be it. I'm just a regular fan like them now. It's game three of this first round of the playoffs. The first two games were played against the New Jersey Wildcats, who had home ice advantage. They soundly whipped the Titans' asses both games. I by no means think it's because I wasn't there to help. Yes, it's been tough on everyone losing me as well as our primary goalie, Jesper Keen, but I wasn't contributing all that much to begin with. Some would argue I was hurting the team with my shitty attitude. Outside of that, it's just been hard for a team of players to come together after the tragedy of the crash. It's unrealistic to expect us to have much in the way of synchronization and connection on the ice. Playoff teams have had months to gel in all the ways needed to play at the highest caliber, and the Titans just haven't had that. This isn't shocking or unexpected. The team's chances of amounting to much this season after the crash were incredibly slim, and it's an amazing accomplishment to have even made the playoffs. They won't be here long, though. Currently down 3-0 with only five minutes left in the third period. This is going to go down as another loss, and they'll only be one game away from elimination. I'm not sad for me, but I do pity those guys down on the ice who are playing their hearts out, trying to eke out a win for the fans. They're giving all they've got, but 
it won't be enough. I consider heading out and beating the mass exodus once the buzzer sounds. I've got a little over a three and a half hour drive to get back to Stone's cabin. I moved in the day he gave me the keys, and this is the first time I've left the small town of Cowdersport. Still not quite sure what possessed me to come to Pittsburgh to watch this game, but fuck if I could help myself. It's nothing but torture. Self-flagellation. Making myself watch what I've willingly given up. And I have given it up, even though I'm here. The day Brienne and Callum notified me of the suspension, I told them I was done for good. I was numb, sitting in Brienne's office. The cool as a cucumber heiress to the Norcross fortune, and now sole owner of the Titans after her brother's death in the crash, regarded me not with ice in her eyes, but with a warmth and understanding I hadn't earned. Yeah, she was mad as hell I attacked the ref, which came on the heels of my arrest in New York for assault and drunk and disorderly. But without words, her gaze told me she understood. I'm glad she did, because I sure as fuck didn't. I didn't understand a goddamn thing in this world anymore. Cohen. My name on her lips was both gentle and unyielding at the same time. You certainly have the right to appeal the suspension. I won't, I replied. I'm done. Brienne was unnerved and exchanged a look with our general manager, Callum Derringer, before bringing her attention back to me. I braced, waiting for her to pitch the same shit that Gage, Baden, and Stone had been throwing at me. You're too good to walk away from this. This team needs you. You can come back from this. I braced and I waited, ready to deny Brienne's pleas for me not to give up on this career. But it never came. Instead, she nodded. I'm not going to beg you to stay. I'm not going to tell you that you're throwing away a Hall of Fame-worthy career. I'm not even going to tell you this team will suffer with you gone, because I'll find someone to replace you. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Cohen. That's an opening. <laughs> That's an opening. But you do get the sense of how angry and bitter and just mm -hmm. ready he is to walk away. Yes, very much so. Very much so. So um, you can purchase a copy of Cohen from Bookish Retailers. You can also purchase it straight from uh, Sawyer Bennett's website. Lyric Audiobooks offers audiobook production services to some of the best indie romance authors. You can find out more about Lyric Audiobooks at lyricaudiobooks.com. And it'll all be linked in our show notes. Okay. So let's, let's talk about Cohen because that clip is perfect to set the stage of this book. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, I, first thing I want to say is that this book is, um, hockey off season, right? Like it starts at the end of the playoffs. And so his whole journey is happening in the off season. So you're not going to get some of that action of like ice action, um, but I think for his story, it's super appropriate for him to have that time to be reflective and to step away. His character definitely needed that. Um, he did. I mean, there was so much. Cohen is one of those characters that is so full of turmoil and guilt and anger. And, and we're not going to spoil this, but he has reasons for why mm -hmm. he feels the way he does about, and it's not just the guilt that his teammates it's, died. He it's has the survivor guilt. 
No, he There's has this else. unresolved issue that he can't fix. And, um, you know, kind of as we get Cohen's history in this book, we realize that he doesn't come from a great, his background was that of very much privileged, but it wasn't a family unit of love mm-hmm. support. It was this harshness and this anger and feelings of perfection that he had to always perform and be perfect. And he feels like he made this one mistake and he can't rectify he can't get it. Past it. He can't get past it. It's a mental block that is affecting um, him mentally, his um, mental and emotional well-being, but then it's also affecting his relation with the, the other teammates and his ice play. Yeah. Um, which is why he's, you know, he gets in like intentional fights to get punished because he feels like he deserves that. Yeah, he's kind of punishing himself because he doesn't think that he deserves to be one of the survivors. Um, so, but his exact opposite is his heroine, Tilly. Oh, she's a hoot. I love her. I love her personality. I love her gumption. I love her, like, you challenge her and she challenges right back. Yeah, as much as, you know, he pushes and she's like, okay, watch this. Watch this. Take, hold my beer, world, because I got you. <laughs> but she comes from a completely different upbringing and environment where he was judged and harshed and expected to be mm-hmm. a perfectionist. She, Her parents have passed and she but she when they were around they were very close tight-knit group supporting each other artistic you know um loving she even talks about she talks about at one point and this is not really a spoiler so like she's what 24 or something mm-hmm. of that age and she was still living with her parents be- before they up until their death because she just loved the environment she didn't feel the need she was nourished. She was motivated. She, she didn't need, feel the need to, to, to push for her independence. Yeah. And she, so she had had a childhood living in a small town. She was kind of the freak. She was made fun of. There are totally mean girls in this book Mm -hmm. that are still trying to, you know, hold her under their thumbs. She did not. She grew up, she grew up in this small mountain town where Cohen now is has purchased this cabin and is living so she's and so when the two come together they're meet cute (laughs) to call it it, it's more like a meat explosion (laughs) well it's it's kind of a ramp up because it starts with and it talked about it in in the blurb of um she's purchased the property next to his and she wants to take down some trees so that she can build a studio and he doesn't want the trees taken down because he wants his privacy and then all hell breaks loose it's awesome well their actual meet cute is she's in the woods with her friend having a picnic and they've been drinking and they're hiking through the woods and before they hike back to the house she takes a moment (laughs) And wanders off to pee in the bushes. And when she gets up to pull her pants up, there's Cohen running through the woods and she's. They run in. Yep. Runs into each other. 
and he's yelling at her like get off my property and she's like no this is my property there's yeah uh, it's that classic that classic moment well she wants to cut trees down so she can build a drive and that's an easement and cohen is just an ass about it and he like he's angry he's angry about this because he wants his solitude he doesn't want anyone to encroach on his space and it's kind of you know very much the solitude of or the fortress of solitude you know no one comes in no one goes out kind of thing it's kind of a punishment to himself as well yeah. um and he knows that if this driveway is built people are going to be coming up and back to the stu- this studio and he doesn't want that um so when he challenges her, she comes up with one of the most epic, epic paybacks. Her and her girls her come and her up girls. with the most epic paybacks. And you know what? I have to say, I, I want to know, I do and I don't want to know where Sawyer got this idea. Right. Um, but she comes up with, this also made me think of... Um, I think it's Legends book. Oh, Arizona Vengeance. Yeah, book with, two. Book two. With the gnomes. The gnomes and the flamingos and the all the like yard things, decorations. Yard decorations. Like she comes up with the craziest things about neighbor revenge. And I want to know if this is based on real life or a quote unquote friend's real life. We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask. <laughs> Seriously. Um, one of the things, so enemies to lovers is a little harder trope for me to get behind because I don't understand. I mean, it's chemistry. Yeah, I understand. You know, there's this attraction you're fighting against it, but you're pretty angry too. So I don't understand how you go from like anger to anger bang. This book... <laughs> does it so well <laughs> does it and it's not even anger bang like he leaves his, it's like the first moment where he's really not angry like he is all in and not angry anymore <laughs> um and that's kind of this switch that flips for him you know like it's like he connected to that passion and that emotion that drives him you know to the attraction that also kind of said oh I need to look at what's going on around me and see the things and the people. That doesn't happen right away though, because they almost have, they almost have this agreement of um, the anger pang for a while. Like, well, yes, we but, can, we but can there's little things like other. chip. There's little things oh, like yeah. chip. Yeah. Oh, chip. I love chip. Yeah. He adopts a chipmunk. And, and it's he, the like, cutest thing, and 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 when people realize that what like happens because there's different there's a couple different situations where people encounter him with this chipmunk, everybody's flabbergasted. Yeah, they're <laughs> so, like, "What? What the hell? You're feeding a chipmunk like?" And the chipmunk only wants the nuts. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. But like. He's befriended a chipmunk. He does. And, you know, the other thing that I really liked about Tilly with him is when he puts up his walls and starts to act like an ass, she doesn't try to breach him or coax him and be like, you don't mean that. You you want, she's like, out. See you later. Bye. I don't need this. Um, 
But she has this epic support system that I think really helps her be able to do that, to be able to say, no, I'm done. I'm not doing that game. Yeah, she definitely has those boundaries and she sets them up um, very clearly, which is great. Um, But then you also see glimpses of, so, you know, you talk about the bullying and this, and it's from other people that have from the community um, like from her Tilly's high school that have just kind of been the constant bullies, you know, the high school bullies, and they're still that way. And um, you see glimpses of as much as Cohen wants to be the angry, grumpy guy, you know, he's also, he doesn't stand for bullying. He doesn't stand for it. He doesn't allow it. And he wants nothing to do with it. And he sees that happen to Tilly and he backs her up yeah he really shows us some glimpses that he is a good guy which makes sense why what is holding him back had Mm -hmm. such a big impact on him Mm -hmm. um because because it was holding him back because he feels big he he wasn't just this bitter angry man he had some real big feels yeah and and you like, it's almost like all of his, once he starts to open up about it, it's, it's everybody kind of has to beat him over the head to say, like, dude, it's like, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. You're a um, good person. <laughs> well, and my love of Gage is confirmed in this book. He is the absolute best. <laughs> I mean, but not better than Aaron Wilde. I must say that. Um, But I mean, Gage, when he comes to visit him, basically tells him that. Let it go. I don't care. It's not who you are. Yeah. And and him and Tilly, um, they have a great moment around it. And her reaction to it is just incredible. Like, and that's all I'm going to say, because um, it's just so good. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Um, I also have to say that I loved Tilly's girlfriends and they're um, one of like the other great moments outside of um, Cohen and Tilly was the beer crawl with the girls Um, because this is a small town. There's just not a street of bars. So they do their own bar crawl and they have um, one of the girl's boyfriends drive them to each bar. He (laughs) was such a good guy. And they just get drunk, have a good time, go to the next bar. And I loved it. And and all of the the women in this group are um, just, they're not as experienced. And so like their conversations are real fun. They're real genuine. Um, and they're hysterical. They're, they're like, it's girlfriends talking to each other. You could feel yourself being a part of this group and just like it's just so wonderful it is and honestly Sawyer Bennett writes a great girl gang like Mm -hmm. she gets it and at the very end we do see a little bit more of a glimpse of the Pittsburgh Titan girl gang but because this is off season we don't get a ton of that which just makes me desperate for the next book in the series which we don't get till January people (sighs) freaking January Well, well and you also see a little bit of how kind of the the team itself is now bonding 
because of the accident, it's taken them a lot longer to create that like close knit family feel that you love about the hockeys and Sawyer Bennett does so well in the Carolina Cold Fury and in Arizona Vengeance. Um, it's just taken this one a little bit longer, but you're now seeing it, the formation of it, and it's spectacular. It's so spectacular. I love this book. I love this book, these series. Um, okay, so here are our questions. Did you like this book? I love this book. I Same. Like Same. Absolutely. Um, it's been a month since I read it, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed uh, who would typically like the book um I would say that this is it's a little bit of angst and definitely very um character driven um this is not about like this is character like a male character who happens to play hockey so if you want like that true hockey romance it's it's I don't think it's quite that um but and it's a fantastic enemies to lovers um book so yeah I think if you like enemies to lovers it is sports light so don't go in thinking you're going to get gameplay you know I think that there's one hockey scene towards the end but it's just a you know, that is not the focus. This is absolutely about Cohen coming to peace with his past and laying it to rest and moving into the future. And, you know, maybe doing that with a pretty phenomenal character in the name of Tilly. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it's enemies to lovers done very, very well because that is a hard sell for me and I was sold. Um, so would you recommend this book? 100%. Yep. Same, same. And actually, that audiobook was really great. And so I'm probably going to have to go over to Sawyer's website and buy an <laughs> audiobook now. I really like Aaron Shedlock. So that was Aaron Shedlock. And I really like him. I know he's hit or miss for some people. I've never heard him before. I enjoyed it. Like, oh. This was my first time listening to him. And I, I think he did it really well. Um, you feel it in the in the inflections. Like when he's like, got that growly like grovel yeah. underneath. And and I it's it's totally Cohen. You can feel him being a little grovelly, like broody grovelly. Yeah, he did one of our previous book club picks with Catherine Cowell, and it was phenomenal. Like he and Maxine Mitchell do it, and I'm a big stan of hers anyway, too. So um I was just yeah, this was really well done. I really enjoyed I, I like Aaron Shedlock and I think that he does Cohen really well. So anyway, nice. Um, for more exclusive content, including short reviews, and if you should read it, join us on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. And do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Carolina, thank you so much for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me back. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.